Welcome, listeners, to Full-Time Photographer. If this is your first time here, this is the podcast that takes you behind the lens into the world of successful photography businesses. I'm your host, John Stell, and I've spent years honing the craft and the art of marketing as a full-time photographer. In this show, we'll dive deep into the strategies that propel photographers from passion to profession, from branding that leaves a lasting impression to digital marketing techniques that elevate your visibility. Join me as we unravel the mysteries of search engine optimization, demystify the powers of social media, explore the nuances of client relationships through our candid conversations. You'll hear expert interviews, practical tips, and whether you're an established pro looking for fresh insights or just starting out on this exciting journey, this podcast is crafted with you in mind. Together, we'll navigate the marketing maze one click at a time. Welcome again. Is uh, Because, dude, when this podcast was running before, it was super tight. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I'm just, I am so afraid of making more noise unnecessarily, you know? I just, there's just so much bullshit out there and I just don't want to contribute to just more bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to make something, you know, people want to listen to or give a shit about, you know? And, uh, and there's not a lot of this kind of information out there. I don't think I'm just going to get it started with just telling me, uh, where you're from, where do you live and what the market is like. Okay. So where are you from originally? Uh, I am Florida boy. I was born in California, but basically grew up here in Florida, Cocoa beach. So spent a lot of time uh, on the coast and that definitely has kind of shaped how I view things, work that I like to do. And, um, yeah, just got in to cameras kind of like a similar story i feel like a lot of my friends had just with skateboarding and surfing yep. and uh loving to watch skate videos and seeing the creativity through those you know full shelf of vhs's and oh, yeah. uh, that kind of like sparked the creativity of just seeing what you could do with video and just visuals in general dude did you watch the uh what was it called resurrection of the Wilshire 15 with Beagle? No, I, I didn't, but I... Dude, sure that you have to watch that. The Wilshire 15 resurrection video is nuts. It's absolutely nuts, but it's such an ode to Beagle, dude. And uh, mm -hmm. and what's possible, dude, you got to check that out. Yeah, no, I, I love seeing like those kind of like retrospective things of all the tricks that have been done over the last 20, 30 years. Dude, and it, camera it, angles changed. The oh, yeah, changed. dude. Dude, it's so crazy to me. It's... It, I remember I, well, I was watching it, you know, the other day and I was like, I was like, I didn't even realize that was Wilshire, you know, on some of these, on some of these tricks. Um, but it, it was just, I don't know. It definitely a nice, fun trip down memory lane for old skate videos. Cause, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man, I loved it. But, uh, dude, so you're living in, you're living in Orlando currently, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm in Yo, what... my, my little one, one downtown apartment right now. Sweet. What's the market like in Orlando? Uh, Orlando is great, uh, for the, the main reason I moved from beachside to here was, um, it's a, just a little bit bigger city. It's a hub. Well, it's, it's a lot bigger city. And, and with that bigger city comes a lot of events, conventions, um, just bigger meetup points for clients, for work. And if you're just in a in an area with more traffic happening, just there's more chance that stuff will come across your email inbox or there's more people you're going to meet. So for me, I, I kind of uh, majoritively live in the corporate space. Uh, so filming a lot of interviews for white collar companies or uh, internal video for them. And, and then there's a mix of other things kind of like more adventure stuff 
in the documentary space but those two areas are are really fun to to bounce between yeah yeah for sure man i like watching uh watching all the bts stuff you do and um i mean it's it just dude i i remember we met on a different shoot and it's cool to see that you're not just like gripping and assisting you do your own thing and it was it was kind of eye-opening and i was like man i really gotta step my shit up yeah yeah that that shoot was super fun um and that is you know that was what for a golf bag company so that's completely outside of my my surf and skate and tropical oh yeah me too but it was so cool to to see uh to see bobby the photographer just someone who's extremely talented and you can tell how he operates that he's been doing it for a while same thing with jay the guy who brought me in i was uh you know the assistant on that one and uh it's it's cool to be around people of different skill levels there's always uh something that i can learn no matter what the shoot is that that was a fun one dude i love and i love being on like i wouldn't call that a huge production but it was like a kind of running gun decent sized production you know with like talent moving in and out and you know changing a bunch of different locations and doing different points of view um, I just, dude, I, something about being in that environment is just so intoxicating to me. I just, I love it. I think that's kind of why I aim to be, you know, just, you know, aim to do strictly commercial photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, dude. So yeah, how long man. have you been doing video? Um, I, I have a couple milestones, um, that I, I refer off of. So I've, I've had a, an LLC for about four years. I've had a website for uh, about 10 years and i've probably been making money with a camera since i was like uh 18 maybe and i'm 33 so i guess that's 15 15 years hell yeah dude yeah yeah so what yeah, what like goes by fast what kind of uh started to because i i want to talk about youtube too because i know that that's kind of a it's a, a it's a hot subject um but it's also something i'm super curious about because i don't i i consume youtube but i don't like contribute to youtube right so what you know what you started your website and is that like primarily how you were getting work initially no definitely not i was uh just getting work from word of mouth so my my first client was uh, a guy who was hosting a, a skateboard contest and since i was already at the skate park i was working there i was always filming there he just said well can you film the contest and i think it was like 50 bucks made like a three minute recap and that was kind of like the first uh instance of like getting paid to do something that i was kind of already doing and that that was a really cool moment you know to be to be around like 16 17 and get 50 bucks for film and skateboarding oh hell yeah oh hell yeah dude so uh, then from there i mean you just word of mouth is kind of how you just kept things moving yeah and it's 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 word of mouth people start uh you know they they just have a need of video and they go to the person who's closest to them and say who did you use like can you just tell me who you already vetted? Because I don't want to have to start interviewing people and just just let me know who you already trust. So that that initial word of mouth, that little circle of trust, is how you probably are going to get the most the most of your work in the beginning. Um, of course, you can like pay for advertising and stuff, but you are whatever you're already doing. The people you know, you have built in trust with them. So capitalize on that, or at least that's what works for me. And uh, you'll get a bunch of random stuff. It might not be exactly what you want, but 
I mean, I, I had a, I had a, uh, my mom's friend was a real estate agent and just said, can you shoot some photos of a, of a property? So, you know, again, it was 60 bucks. So I was like, absolutely. I can, I could take pictures of a living room and, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not good at it. I've never done it before, but I can give the level to what I'm being hired for right now. And that started like a, a four year real estate photo and video division of my company that uh, brought in a, a huge network, a lot of money and um, really taught me how to operate as a business. Dude, I feel like that's such a <clears throat> it's a hard space to work in because some of those people are so difficult to deal with, you know, um, and especially like even from the word of mouth thing, right? So it's like, okay, client A, you shoot this video or you shoot photos of the house for 60 bucks. And then they're like, oh yeah, you know, somebody asked them, who are you using for photos? Like they look pretty good. And they're like, yeah, I use this kid, David. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. What, what are you, what is he charging? It's like 50 bucks. It's great. And you're like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it for 50 bucks. I'm doing it for 50 bucks for you. Like yeah. everybody else has to pay a hundred dollars, right? And it's like, oh, well, if it's a hundred dollars, I don't want to pay for it. She said it was like 50 and it's like, oh God. All right. Well, don't tell anybody what, what I'm giving you the photos for. Right. Like, don't tell them a price. I'll yeah. tell them the price, you know, or tell them it's a hundred. And it's like, oh, OK. You know, that's always with especially not that, that maybe I'm just like a little burned up by that niche. But uh. yeah, no, I had a uh, I had a, actually a nice situation where I didn't really know what to charge. So 60 bucks was was great for me at the moment. And then when I, you know, you start doing it and you realize how much time and post-production time or gear. Oh, my God, yes. required. And uh, so you, you start figuring out your your cost of doing business. But I remember I had one agent who she she's just an older lady, and I I think she just kind of felt bad for me. And she's she's like, "How much do I owe you?" And I said, "Oh, sixty bucks." And she goes, "Ah, here's here's ninety. And that kind of like opened up my eyes to be like, "Oh, I am grossly undercharging." But to be yes. fair, um, my, my skills weren't weren't great. So um, I was probably worth 60 bucks at the time. And and then it's just great because you get to improve. You go down the YouTube rabbit hole and you find all the yep. tips and secrets and you you get better really quick. And oh, then yeah. that that the, the money is reflected. Well, and, and what's oh. cool, too, is if you have work that's kind of already lined up, you get to try the stuff that you see on YouTube and you, you know, I dude, I can't tell you, I still do it. If I have to shoot a house, I still have to watch a YouTube video. and like, all right, best practices for shooting in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, like, right, uh, I'm going to hate it. Going. doesn't matter what it comes out of it. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember going through the, uh, the, the preliminary stages of deciding, do I want to do HDR photos or do I want to do flash? And uh, like you said, you get to practice basically every single time and say, is, is this a, a feasible solution or does this work better for me? So I, I could never figure out how to get clean HDR photos. Just, no matter what I did, I they didn't look like the tutorials. So I had to resort to, to using flashes, which um, definitely made me slower than all of the other competition who were just firing off five brackets and moving on. Whereas I'd, I'd be in each room for five to 10 minutes trying to layer all of my flash photos. But it was something yeah. uh, really good to learn. I, you know, I have that under my belt, even though I don't use it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Did you did so? Were you using at this time? And I, I don't know if you're gonna date yourself by doing this, but like you know, Lightroom has like the automatic stack, and Photoshop has automatic stack. But you know, I know there's 
AI programs like Aurora HQ and uh, I don't was that mm-hmm. around when you were doing it or you were like or were you manually stacking your images? No, I definitely wasn't proficient enough in Photoshop to do that. So I was. Oh, okay. Looking, I, Lightroom had just got the HDR feature, but it like yeah. wasn't as good as some of the third party apps like Photomatics and some other ones. But I I just couldn't get clean white walls. I couldn't get window exposures. Yeah. Um, no matter what I tried. Yeah, dude, even, I mean, it's just a blending and yeah, I feel like it's always kind of crappy. It's like what I call like a good enough deal. Like, right. It's, it's good enough to pass, but I never really got excited about anything that I got. That was HDR. Even if I try to do like a landscape, you know, or something like I never got. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, uh, that, that workflow, you know, allowed me to kind of look at my business and saying, you know, I don't really want to do this you know, uh-huh. for the long run, but maybe there's an opportunity where I can, I can elevate my clientele in the same space. So instead of real estate photography, like what if I can do resorts? What if I can get paid to go to Caribbean resorts and shoot photo and video there? Like that, that is the exact same skills, but a better uh, yeah. a portion of the industry. So, uh, you know, I, I was able to, uh, it, much later on, I could call upon my my video from the real estate days. It, it got me a job to be able to shoot the Margaritaville Resort in Nassau, Bahamas. So, you know, I never thought that those two would connect. But um, th- that is just it, it's even if you're doing like if I'm doing work that I'm not going to do for forever, it can still help like way way in the future it can like circle back oh yeah and you have this you know you have this talent that uh could be monetizable so like i I don't do architecture or interiors or any type of real estate anymore I, i i got burned out on it super hard and it was hard to say no to clients who said we want to give you money but i had to shut that down because i wanted to move more into the corporate video space and documentary space and uh, so that that was a hard decision, but very very glad. That it's yeah, I it's a scary. What I wanted. It's a scary scary bridge to to cross sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. You have people trying to give you money, and you you're saying no. So it's it's a it's a yeah. weird feeling. Damn. So how are you how are you now staying ahead of the curve, and like where do you primarily find your clients? Um, I I uh, have like a multi prong approach, and and I you know I I go over this in in some of the consultation calls that that i offer to people but you every freelancer is is basically uh they have their own sales pitch and depending on how good your pitch is is how how many calls you get how many times your name is thrown into other conversations so um that that multi-prong approach is definitely um the word of mouth that we talked about earlier and then um, I have a, a more traditional list, uh, service listing uh, on Production Hub. I don't know if you're familiar with that website. I'm not familiar with that directory. So is it, is that's, that more like a directory? Or? Yes, yeah. It's definitely, it's like a, you'll, you'll get people in the TV corporate documentary space who are going on there and they're looking for um, owner operators or producers or anyone in PAs, anyone in production. And uh, it's a paid service. And I've had a lot of uh, new work, new clientele, just new new worlds that I wouldn't have been able to uh, got into with word of mouth. 
by paying to be on this service. So that that's another like prong that has been very beneficial to me. And then the the newest one is this YouTube channel that is exposing me to so many more people than I can come across by myself. And uh, it's it has its own benefits and financial incentives. And I've been able to get work off of there too, because I'll, I'll just document the behind the scenes of my my jobs and it's kind of proof of concept for whoever's looking at the video they can see oh this is the level of work that he works in this is what he provides and obviously he's working these are all behind the scenes of jobs that he is actively doing so um that's been a really fun venture lately um and, it, and it's really cool because it's completely free yeah dude and it's kind of wild i i remember you were kind of talking like doing a little bit of like i hate that word but that's kind of what it is right your video blogging um oh yeah or like filming yourself right uh on on set and like even kind of just pulling yourself off to the side and just like recording some um just like recording your own little content to put out later and um i was listening to maybe it was another youtuber he was talking about how he didn't he's like dude i don't i don't take enough pictures or videos to remember there's huge gaps in my life that just aren't documented you know and Mm -hmm. by documenting them yourself you kind of do yourself the service of of having that first that that memory but secondly being like yo i'm working and here's how often i'm working yeah the that was the whole reason why i started is like i wanted to catalog these memories because like you said you just forget like the small details and um it's cool for me to have the ability to look back on what you know i did you know a bunch of jobs in miami but what was that one like? I, I completely forgot. Oh, yeah, here's the video of, you know, me driving. That's the car I had at the time. This is the people I worked with. Um, we had that horrible 5 a.m. call time that sucked. And it's it's just really cool to have all of those, those memories there um, that you can just have this archive of instead of like it's like the current uh photo album yeah dude and trying to like man i have a terrible memory you know um so being able to do stuff like that is i I mean it's ideal and you're right like the the virtual or whatever video photo and and i have uh a hundred vlogs that that is like the big notch in the belt right now is i'm i'm editing the the hundredth one so it's it's yeah it's cool to have that many cataloged experiences yeah dude and it's so um man yeah that's that's rad dude 100 is is definitely a milestone right i mean by 100 i feel like you've you've kind of got like a little system down you understand what you're trying to do you're uh you're working your system you're kind of maybe even like to the point where it's like second nature right where you don't have to think about it like so hard yeah i'm I'm definitely always trying to find the most efficient workflow for for vlogging and and just actually that that's just how i am in in general like if if you look at, at those videos i talk about all of the small tweaks that i'm doing for for the actual work whether that's like you know um screw like having this screw here because it allows me to not allow the camera to twist or I always keep this as a backup because it frequently messes up I'm always just trying to figure out what's the most streamlined process I can be in my work and then and then yeah also vlogging for sure because I I don't want it to impede on on my actual work so that's why I yeah my phone to film 
I'm, I'm not trying to make it a, any more effort than it needs to be. I'm not a visual perfectionist for the vlog. So just whatever cool. can show what happens is is what I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm not trying to make some some big grandiose polished thing that that's what the actual yeah. work is for not the blog for sure man did you like were you self-conscious before that like were you like ah oh, man because i hate filming myself so i i don't like did it was it natural to you to film yourself or were you like man i feel like oh, i'm like super self-conscious i'm gonna do it over here in the corner <laughs> i um there's a there's another vlog i mean it's tough to call him a vlogger he's a working uh owner operator dp who vlogs and when I watched him just share what was happening, I was like, this is so great. You're not preaching at me. Um, I feel like I'm sh I'm job shadowing you and you're just telling me uh, that the reason you, you like this base plate for your tripod is because it has less wiggle room than the other one and it's wor it costs more money. But you know, th I was like, oh, that's a really cool insight that I can't really find anywhere else and and i kind of adopted that style i was like i just want to do the same thing he's doing because i enjoy yeah. watching it so much um, and i just found that sharing is a lot less cringy than than like preaching at at an audience because if i yeah. if i share what's happening um like if you said oh tell me what your podcast setup is right now well i would say well, I have my phone in my hand and my charging cable is plugged into the wall so that I, I don't lose uh, power throughout the call. And that's just what's happened. Rather than saying, you know, like, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the perfect way to do a podcast with your phone. It, it just one of them feels way more authentic. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no arguing with, with what I'm saying because I'm just telling you what is happening and that's that those are just the facts so it doesn't feel as cringy when i just share rather than if i if i try to package it into some youtube -y personality that well, would feel cringy and that's it right because i think what's happening kind of in the ecosystem of digital content creation is that like all these people are experts about everything and it's like these 12 year old kids that are trying to be life coaches and and that's right. cringy to me right, right? and i'm like Dude, you you just learned how to tie your shoes. You know what I mean? You think I'm gonna start taking financial advice for you? you don't even have a job. So uh, I, I like that idea, man. I didn't. I never really thought about it from that angle, and it's it's pretty interesting to think about to say, hey, I'm not I'm not telling you how to do this. I'm just telling you how I'm doing it, and this is what I've found to be like the best solution. If there's a different solution, like leave me a comment because I would love to hear your suggestion. You know, maybe I'm maybe it's on backwards, and I didn't even know that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And there's a ton of people who want to give their opinion. So I'm I'm happy uh, for you to give your opinion in my comments, and then that will just drive up my video analytics. So uh, it, it's sometimes it's a really cool back and forth conversation yeah. you can get from the comments. Where I, I've had so many people comment a better way to do things, and I'm like, oh wow, that would have taken me forever to figure out. So. Thanks for putting that in there. And um, I, I definitely uh, empathize with the, the thing you mentioned of having a younger kid tell you what to do because um, it just feels so, uh, I don't, I don't want to say in, 
disingenuous, but like it's not very like founded information that they're giving. It's very sure. limited experience information. Yeah, and, they're just regurgitating um, something they heard somewhere else. Yes, exactly. So yes, like- definitely. And I I would rather if 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 the person was twenty one and. I would much rather hear, hey, this is how I'm making uh, 200 bucks while I'm at college for a communications degree, but I'm, I'm using my camera to, to do, um, you know, graduation photos, and then I'm going to go over to be a second shooter on a wedding for a buddy. Like, that would be way more interesting to me rather than hearing, uh, like I said, that YouTube personality of... Of this is yeah. what you need to succeed in the video world. It's I'm like uh, I guess there might be something helpful in there, but I'd rather hear specifically you. What's your situation that you're going through? I feel like it definitely puts you right. Like if you're sharing, like you said, like there's no fact checking. Like this is what I'm doing. You can see it with your eyes. It's a video, right? It leaves you up for so much less criticism than saying like, you know, as the best videographer or best camera operator in the business currently, because I make the most money, uh, I'll show you how, you know, I'm doing this. And if you're doing it differently and in it, right. Like it leaves you for, leaves you Mm -hmm. definitely open to whatever, but dude, I love the way you've been dealing with these trolls to like, not like calling people out, but I think it's just funny that you kind of you know whatever you laugh at yourself too for these like silly things that people you know, say and i haven't gone yeah, through no, your I, uh comp- i i haven't um had too many and and that's why i can um give it some some energy because it's it's kind of fun for me to to get this type of interaction that i've never had before um so yeah the, the, recently there was someone who was just kind of gave me a whole essay on on why I'm I'm not that great at what I do and I was like oh this is this is hilarious like let me let me post this and yeah. um it I yeah. got it was kind of kind of weird I got the most engagement I've ever gotten from posting an Instagram story off that I mean my my DMs I had probably 35 DMs from people who were wow. just like what is this like what is going on who is i love this that guy? he tried to like it's not even about your work dude he's like trying to bring in like your appearance and all this other yeah, stuff yeah. and just like that long hair don't cover up that redneck boy <laughs> yeah 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 and uh it was it was great because i had just done my my first podcast appearance with someone else and yeah as i was posting the screenshots of, of this guy and, and kind of the back and forth we were having um my my story views were were you know 5x what they normally are and i was like oh this is perfect like i'll, I'll post a link to the podcast right after that because i have so many people right now looking at my stories this would yeah. be great so it was actually fantastic marketing for that <laughs> that podcast and uh, and I, I might have to hit him back up for, so he can promote this one that we're that we're doing. Right <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be great. Tell him I'd appreciate it, man. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, we can like do you know, some kind of Creed intro or exit. You know, song. Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'd be down for that, dude. Um, so if you, because I know you said you're on a directory, but if you only had a thousand dollars to spend on marketing. How would you spend it? Ooh, on marketing? Yeah. So that's, that's a much more um, valuable question. I thought you were going to say $1,000 for camera gear, but $1,000 <laughs> on marketing. Um, hmm. Let's see. I I might try to bump up 
the the standing that I have in in Production Hub, um, and because with that you, you can pay for different levels of, of service in there, and they have a really cheap one which I think is like eight eight dollars a month. And uh, I, when I would talk about Production Hub to people, they'd, they'd say, yeah, I have it. I'm, I'm not getting those jobs that you're getting. And when we would con- continue and go deeper, they would have the $8 uh, subscription, yeah. which basically just allows you a profile on the website. And that is, that is not going to get you anything. I have been hired so many times by people from Production Hub, and I've all, I always try to ask them, like, how did you find me? What keywords did you search? Because yeah. when you get a Production Hub profile, you, you, you can put in some keywords. So like mine are interview, director of photography, one-man band, documentary, uh, and, and a couple of others. And when a person either makes a like kind of like a job listing board, uh, whenever they say one of those words, it pings my account and and I get connected. Or they have the other way of doing it is they can just go on to Production Hub and do a search. They type in Orlando interview videographer, and so my keywords pop up. And so I, I always ask these people, "How did you find me?" and the most common answer I get is um, the you were on page one. And I said, oh, like what, what entry was I on page one? And they were said, number one, that that's the one we looked at. You answered our email extremely fast. And then we had no reason to move on. So if I had a thousand bucks, I would probably uh, bump up my standing. Maybe I'd pay for a few more keywords and uh, and just that that's it's like a passive type of marketing it, it's it's do it's doing work without me having to go in and, and uh like reach out to people people find me on there or my profile gets connected to those job listings and uh it's really nice when you wake up in the morning and you just see you've been matched to this to this listing um you know if you'd like to pursue it here's the email go contact them give them your rates and you might get called back damn that's cool yeah that's way better i, th- I was then you started talking about it for a second, and I was like, "Man, I wonder if this is like one of those like pay per referral deals." And I always feel like those are always such a scam. Uh, but obviously, yeah. you know this this uh, this one works because you're getting work from it. But some of these referral like pay for referral companies, I have not gotten anything. Um, right, and it's you know it's right. like, oh, here's a really expensive. This is a commercial referral. It's a hundred dollars to reach out to them, and it's like, yeah, whatever. No, yeah, it, it's not like that. It's it's more so. Uh, it's more so like. You just can pay to have your profile up there, and then if you it, actually if you have one of the lower tier subscriptions, you can only like it, it costs a certain amount of tokens or something to reach out for a listing. So yeah. just completely bypass that because that is a waste of time, and just pay for the expensive seven hundred dollar a year one because there's there's no yeah. token system. You're just allowed to you're allowed to contact whoever you want when you get matched and uh and people will find you because you get pushed to the page one of the search results and that is the most valuable thing because i'm sure they have thousands of people on there but it's the page one where you want to be yeah and it sounds like you're you you're getting in kind of early 
So, or maybe it's been around for a while. I'm not sure, but it seems like you're you're definitely utilizing it for what it's uh, what it's used for, right? Like like you're yeah, using it I, properly. I, I had I've probably been on it for a year and a half, maybe two years. And I remember before that, I had a guy tell me about it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not paying to to put to make a profile. But then when I yeah did it i was like oh you know my my actual roi on it is i probably get like one one job a month maybe one job every two months and that's enough you know to cover the 700 dollars a year um yeah very easily so um that i don't know how long production hub has been around but um, i'm kind of new to it and and it's working and it's just one pillar like it's it's definitely not a not a catch-all this will make you full time it's just one Nice. Yeah, and then you keep doing your other stuff, right? Exactly. Sweet, dude. Well, man, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here, uh, and I just want to know, you know, you seem like you're super open to talking to folks, so where can they find you and where can they find your work? Um, Yeah, so I'm most active now on YouTube where I'm just putting behind-the-scenes vlogs out um, pretty frequently, and uh, that is just youtube.com slash at David Moorfield. And, uh, and then if you go into any of those videos in the description, you'll see the, the Instagram link, the website link. Um, they're all, they're all kind of connected, but that YouTube is, is kind of where I'm having the most fun right now. And, uh, kind of excited to see where, where it can go because, um, originally it was just that, that memory cataloging. And then now it's, it's becoming a, a marketing department for me and, and I'm, getting the the google adsense i'm getting the amazon affiliate money i'm starting to work with different brands and seeing the value in, in having this extra pillar and in the the cool really cool opportunities and and financial opportunities that that come with it sick dude i'm gonna link your website in the um description of the podcast i hope by that point maybe you'll have the youtube link on here i don't see it on your website yeah much. i i actually um, don't yeah you know i i don't really keep the youtube link on my on my professional website i i kind of like to separate it where if the oh, gotcha. clients are coming in to see the website they're just gonna see the clean polished work and then the people who come across me on youtube are are more of uh more of other videographers and there there are some clients here and there but it, it definitely is is two different audiences for sure sick okay well i'm gonna link your i'll link your website and link your um link your youtube dude cool i appreciate that yeah man i appreciate you um all right man well i uh hope to talk to you again soon yeah um i don't know next time i'll be what you're in south carolina right yeah 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 well hopefully hopefully there's another shoot up there that, that'll be fun uh to, to work with that same crew again yeah dude there i think that's a i like that that group man i'd like to keep working with them um even uh, you know it'd be nice if uh wasn't always assisting too. Like it seems like they always get healthy budgets and stuff. So I'd like to be maybe uh, the director of photography once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Health, healthy budgets are fun. Oh, dude, for sure, for sure.